So if you believe your product is a good fit, sell us the vision. Why would our readers benefit from your product? How could it change their life or solve the problem that they have? Number two, send products with no strings attached. The best way to make me believe in a product is to see it, to touch it, to get excited about it. But the influencer doesn't want to work out all those details. Just simply ask for their address and send it. Hey, hey, you are listening to the Because I Can Life podcast, where we believe we can decide our own income, choose happiness, kick fear in the teeth, and never, ever stop. Why? Because we can. I'm your host, Allison J. Prince, and I went from being a junior high science teacher to building four online multi-million dollar businesses with four kids at my feet. Each week, I'm bringing you real conversations that have led me, as well as other experts, to step into our dream online business lifestyle so that you can get the answers you need to craft your Because I Can Life as well. Take that first step and commit now to your Because I Can Life by downloading your free personal bundle at allisonjprince.com forward slash bundle. Welcome to today's podcast. I don't even know how to contain my excitement with this episode. I got this podcast format idea from a fellow named Russell Brunson. He sent out a message to his group and asked for greatest marketing tips of the decade. And he put, I think, about 10 people together in an episode. And if you want to listen, it's episode number 273 of his Marketing Secrets podcast, and mine is in there. But you have to listen to this one first because it is so good. It triggered me to start thinking about who I can bring in to help you answer some of the questions that you have. What are some of the things that may be holding you back in your business and ways to help you to get your dreams? So I thought, how cool would it be to bring in seven wildly successful influencers and let them tell you firsthand how they choose businesses to work with. Now, you've heard on other podcast episodes how an influencer has helped businesses make more money in one day than an entire year, right? Or you've listened to episodes where influencers have helped businesses crush their monthly sales goal by day two. So yes, this is 100% dedicated to answering your questions about how to work with influencers by the influencers themselves. And they are talking about what they like and what they look for in a business. They're talking about what they hate when working with businesses, what tips they have to help you get in the door when trying to work with them, and what they expect from a business. Their answers are absolutely note-taking worthy. Now, I've sat on the influencer side for 10 years now over on How Does She? So I've seen a lot, and I've watched a lot of trends in marketing, and I can tell you with a surety that influencer marketing is one trend that will never untrend. Is that a word? I don't even know. But let's say it is. I want you to think back to the Michael Jordan days, influencer marketing at its finest when he sold his Air Jordans for Nike. And think about Mary Lou Retton when she teamed up with the Wheaties cereal. 
Influencer marketing is here to stay and learning the power of this will help you accelerate your business growth because it is a constant. Yes, the platforms change, TV, radio, social media, but influencers have usually figured out that platform. Yeah, you can go build your own numbers and be an influencer one day if you want to, but it can take years. So why not leverage the power of what's already been built by influencers that can put your product in front of their audience quickly so you can grow even faster. So today's podcast episode, let's dive in and hear how influencers choose which businesses they like to work with. All right, and we're going to start with Sadie Sabin of Simply Sadie Jane. So for me, it's all about building relationships with brands and not just with brands, but with my audience. So relationships are important in our audience, in our space, obviously, but not only that, they have to be able to trust us, not just the brand, but our audience. So I have to make sure that I'm making conscious choices of who I collaborate with and who I decide to say yes to. And it's not ever about the money. Honestly, it's about how I can relate to my audience and give them the gift of these beautiful businesses, whoever it is that I'm bringing them to the table. So when I look at different businesses, say I'm looking at two different peanut butter companies, what's the relationship there? I have people that work for me that help manage my ads and then vice versa. There's a lot of third-party people that are working through the board, but you can feel the energy that a business brings. And if that relationship is respected and honored and there is a mutual understanding of what we both can bring to the table, then that is how a brand can flourish. So for example, if a brand comes to me and first of all, I have to love the products. I have to believe in them. It has to resonate with my audience and with my life and what I'm doing. And that's the first step, right? And then the second step is, do they trust me? Do they know enough about me? Am I just another face? Am I just another number? Do I have a good algorithm or do they know who I am? Do they know that I take a lot of time and effort to make really great content? Because there's a difference there. If I am just a number, they're going to come to me with a list of items that they want because if they are bringing in the money, if they're paying me, then they feel like they're, they have expectations and they feel like they want to be able to give me this list of stuff, right? They are bringing in the money. This is their expectations. But in all reality, it's a win-win for both of us. If I have the freedom to create content that resonates with my readers, then my readers will like it more. So what's interesting is I think brands have this mentality to restrict influencers, for lack of a better term, because First of all, I think it's led with fear. And I also think that there's some liability involved, obviously, when you're, especially when you're working with like health products or whatever it is. And that's all needs to be respected. But also, the influencer is there and has gotten there because of her creative ability or his or her. And when that relationship is established, then that relationship can go further and that respect is there. And then they can say, listen, these are the points. Of course, we want the product shown. Of course, we want you to mention this specifically, but I want you to have fun with this. And that freedom is given if you know each other better. There is nothing more that I love than working with a brand who honors, respects, and knows that I will give them content that they will not see from any other influencer. 
And then I have that freedom to not feel so manically held onto so tight, right? I can let go of that and say, okay, what concepts? And then I can give them my concepts and then we get to talk back and forth. So that's for sure my number one thing that I look for in businesses is a mutual respect and and relationship. And I know that goes both ways, right? A concept might not be liked by a business and I have to respect that. And so I need to come back and work with them as well because this is benefiting both of us. But the beautiful part about them respecting ultimately is that my readers respect me and I'm technically a third party avenue for that business to my readership. And if I know my readers like an organic photo better than a post photo, they need to trust me in that and then be able to be okay with me putting that out. And then I know that it'll be beautiful, right? Because I trust my intuition. I trusted my audience and that beauty. Like, I mean, I could think of a million reasons why a concept or a brand didn't work out, or I didn't love working with a particular brand. And I think that's fine. I think that there's ebbs and flows in that, but Also, there's been really beautiful collaborations that I'm so grateful for. And I think understanding that respect, that relationship, building that, and knowing that it's not just another project. Like behind every company, I don't care if you're the influencer, I don't care if you're Nike, I don't care if you're Adidas, every company, there are people and relationships and emotions, and they want to be seen and heard. And if we can all come and be on a level playing field and have that relationship, then it'll be so beautiful. Hi, my name is Holly Homer, and I run Kids Activities Blog and the Quirky Mama Facebook page. You can find me on Instagram at Kids Activities Blog or on my personal Texas Holly. I absolutely adore working with companies. And the reason for that is it's such a win-win. If they have a product that I know my people will love. And by the way, my community is filled with moms of kids about ages two to seven. And so you know the type of products that I could put in an email and they couldn't help but click on, or I could put on my Facebook page and it absolutely stops the scroll. Those are the type of things that I'm looking for because when my readers and my followers see me as the source for all these cool things, it helps me as well, plus makes me some money. In general, these relationships with companies usually start with an email and that's where I see the most mistakes made. In fact, most of the pitches that I get don't even get to me because someone deletes them on the way in because they are so one-sided. Most of them say, this is what you can do for me, and this is what you can do for me, and this is what you can do for me, and this is what you can do for me. And it's just absolutely the wrong approach. What I would love is a super short personal note about what is in it for me and how we can work together. Because I really do love connections and making relationships along the way. So I was recently speaking on this subject and I said, I don't know why I don't get more emails that have the subject line, Holly, this is gonna make you some money. (laughs) Because I would absolutely open that email. The funny thing was a few weeks later, I did get (laughs) an email that said exactly that from one of the people that was there. But, and by the way, we did make some money down the road. So in the end, 
put something short and sweet about how this is going a perfect fit for that influencers community, how they're going to make money and put something personal in it so we can start getting to know each other. I remember when I was an affiliate for Allison's daughters when they were selling scarves, one of my very favorite things besides seeing how much money I had made was that each of their emails was signed the 13 year old CEO. And that just made me feel like part of a movement. So you can find and work with the influencer of your dreams, just approach it in the right way and make sure it's a win-win for both. Hi, Allison. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I am Savannah Polson, and I've been a licensed cosmetologist and beauty educator for years, as well as the last few years as an online influencer as well. My Instagram account is at Savannah Polson, and I have loved having this platform to be able to educate people and bring them products that I love, that I am truly passionate about, and that I think could bless their lives. So it's been a really rewarding and amazing experience. I am excited to be talking on what I look for in companies because this is actually something that's very special to me and that I take very seriously in my business. So first of all, on the business side, I love to work with companies on an affiliate basis. That's my favorite way to work with them. I feel like that provides a way for everyone to benefit from the relationship and for it to easily continue into a long-term and ongoing thing if it ends up being the right fit and is converting in a way that both the company and myself feel that is successful. As far as which companies I look for to work with, for me, it comes down to how much I feel like they care. I want to know that they care about their audience. I want it to be very honest company. I need it to be the right fit for me and for my audience. And so a level of care being brought to that and kind of just a mutual respect for each other and for the opportunity we have to work together to help our audiences is key for me. I love working with companies that I feel like are talking to me as if I'm a person and are understanding that we are kind of embarking on this opportunity together in a way that we can both benefit versus it being one person has kind of the upper hand or it's kind of just a more static agreement. I like it to feel a little bit more warm and caring. And so for me, that personal touch goes a long way. And I want kind of an open communication where we can have different ideas shared and we can see what's going to work for my audience and they can take my input and I can have their input. And we end up working together on a long-term basis a lot better when that is the situation. Hey there, I'm Shelly Coates and I am a co-owner in a business called How Does She? Have you heard of it? You might have because the amazing and talented Allison J. Prince has been a business partner of mine in How Does She for over 10 years. How Does She has been in the influencer role for a long, long time, and we've helped to push tens of millions of dollars in sales. We've learned a lot about what works and what doesn't and how to make a win-win for both parties. The magic of having a happy influencer And a happy advertiser can create a long-lasting relationship that both parties are super excited about. So we get approached about promoting products often. So it's really hard to sift through all of the proposals. 
which means a lot of inquiries simply go ignored, sadly. But here are three quick tips to make your product stand out from the rest. Number one, make sure it's a good match. Do your research on the audience of the influencer you want promoting your product. Don't try to sell like men's supplements to our our audience or flirty dating website memberships. I'm not knocking those products, but that is just an example of what we see in our inbox daily. Not a good fit. So if you believe your product is a good fit, sell us the vision. Why would our readers benefit from your product? How could it change their life or solve the problem that they have? Number two, send products with no strings attached. The best way to make me believe in a product is to see it, to touch it, to get excited about it. But the influencer doesn't want to work out all those details. Just simply ask for their address and send it. You'll already have won them over by your thoughtfulness. Um, Add a quick note in the package saying that you thought of them for this and wanted to send it as a gift. Mention that if they love it as much as you think that they will, then you'd love to work out a favorable partnership. And then follow up like in a week or so. Bam. They won't ignore you quite so easily. Because to be honest, it would kind of be rude. And most people are good. And even if the product that you sent ultimately isn't a good fit, for someone like me, you better believe I'm going to respond to your email and help in any way I can because you already have my attention. Number three, prove your product and your commission structure have great potential for them to make money. Even the best of the best products are super easy to ignore if it isn't profitable for the influencer. We'd rather not be the guinea pig only to see undesirable results. We are all super busy. Most of these influencers are mothers. We have a lot of things we want to balance. So putting our time and energy into promoting something, it's a lot easier for us to say yes if we know that the results could be amazing. So if you have good stats on what others have earned, you will have our attention. So I hope those three quick tips help to get your products in the right hands. Heck, you know how to get How Does She's attention. Hey y'all, my name is Camille Beckstrand and I am one of the sisters who blogs at sixsisterstuff.com with my sisters. Um, you can find us on Instagram at sixsisterstuff.com. We have been in this industry for a long time, almost 10 years. And so when it comes to what we look for in a company, there are a couple of things that came to mind. The first one is we love a company that interacts with us on social media. Social media is meant to be social. And we love when companies take an interest in what we post, whether that's commenting or DMing or resharing things that we share. That means a lot to us and it makes them stand out. The second thing is just a company who's done their research. And that goes hand in hand with interacting with us. We love companies that actually learn the types of things that we post and share so that they know if their product would be a good fit for our readers or not. And the last thing is to make us an offer that's a win-win-win, a win for them, a win for us, and also a win for our followers. If you can pitch us an idea and give us clear expectations and even ideas on how to pitch it to our audience for the greatest success, that makes a world of difference. All combined, these will lead to such a great partnership, and that's the kind of company that we want to work with.
Hello, Because I Can Life listeners. I'm Ashley Johnston from the blog Make It and Love It, a blog stuffed with DIY projects of all kinds like sewing and crafting. I have decorating, there's home renovation, and even some recipes. <laughs> I have several social media channels, including Instagram, which is at Make It and Love It. And you guys, I've been having a lot of fun in this online world. It can be tricky, but it's been fun. So I was asked by Allison, a longtime friend of mine, what it is I look for in a company. So let me tell you, I have been approached by a wide variety of different businesses. And of course, I can't say yes to them all. I would like to, I would like to help people out, but I just can't. So here's what I look for. First of all, do they mesh well with my audience? So luckily I do cover a lot of topics and technically I could somehow make something like... I don't know, a, like a car engine degreaser product somehow mesh well into something I could talk about. Because yes, we drive a car and I could maybe create a little storage container for this so-called degreaser. So my audience could also have a project to make. But really, is this something that goes along with my vision and my blog theme? Not really. And really, it doesn't excite me that much either. <laughs> so the first thing I look for is, does it flow well with my audience? Then second of all, I look at their website, their images, and if the business is visually appealing. So yes, I totally judge a book by its cover. <laughs> oh, I know this sounds so judgy, but really an image speaks volumes and it sells itself. So if a business could be coming to me with the most amazing product that perfectly aligns with my vision, if there aren't any good images of the product, then that makes it really hard for me to get excited about, but it also makes it really hard for me to quote-unquote sell the product to my readers. And that's what makes it fun is to have that excitement and that's what they can feel. So pictures are so important. They're so important. Third and lastly, I guess, you know, I should have shared this first, but the way I'm approached makes a really big difference on whether I'm going to team up with a business or not. So if I get a huge long email that takes forever to get to the point, I honestly sometimes don't even finish reading it. Oh, I know that can feel really frustrating to hear as the person who's sending it if you've put your whole heart into this. But truth is, I get so many emails in a day. And usually when I'm looking and if I've opened up my inbox, I'm just scanning the subject line. And so if it seems spam me or if like, if the same, if it seems like the same email is going out to 50 other people that they're trying to pitch this to, I really don't even click on it. So if it's more personalized though, and the message gets straight to the point, sometimes they'll even, you know, they'll say, hey, Ashley, I've, I've been looking through your account and I really like what I see. Or if there's something not, I don't need my ego pet or anything. It's just if I can tell that they know who I am and didn't just copy and paste a, a name in there, I can tell like, oh, they took the time. I'm going to go ahead and read further. They know what I do. And then there's a comprehensible message that I can get through in just a, you know, even a few seconds, then I'm enticed to like click on their link and check out their website. Those are the ones that I actually read and respond to. Then once I get over to their website that they've linked to, that's when I put on my judge glasses and I see if it's something that draws me in. So again, those pictures are pretty important to me. So those are probably my top three. So does it mesh well with my audience? Do they have great images and are they visually appealing? And then how they approach me. 
how the the message, what did they say to me and how was their message? And along those same lines of message that I should have mentioned is that I don't respond to messages very often that come through social media. So I prefer an email. I know some are different. So, but just keep that in mind that some people don't quite see all those messages in their social media message boxes. So those are my three tips. Again, my name is Ashley. I'm so glad that I was with you here today and I hope and wish the best for you all. Hello, my name is Camille Walker. I blog at mymommystyle.com, a family lifestyle account all about creating meaningful connections. You will also find me on Instagram at mymommystyle. So thank you so much for having me. What I look for when working with a company is first, I like to know what the company's expectations are. I love to see that they've thought through what their goals are and the campaign hashtags and deadlines and dates, and also giving me ample time to achieve that. That is amazing when it's all lined out. So I know exactly how to set my calendar with their expectations. The second thing is I love to have a conversation with the company about the company goals. I don't always have a phone call with the company, but I feel like the times that I have had a conversation, I have a much better understanding of what they are looking for and how I can help them achieve it with my audience. I love it when a company gives creative ideas, but also wants to hear what my ideas are and that we can go back and forth and come up with something that really will resonate with the audience. My biggest frustration in that regard is when I have said things in a certain way and the company has asked me to say something that I don't feel comfortable with saying. For example, if I say something like fill in the blank is one of our favorite meals, but then the company comes back and says, no, you have to say it is your favorite. And that is where I get uncomfortable. If it is my favorite and I do want to say that, then I'll say that. But if it's something where it is one of our favorites or whatever it might be, that would be something I would say It's just be careful about letting the creator speak in a kind way about your company, how they feel comfortable saying it with their own language. Otherwise, it's going to come across as inauthentic or robotic. Uh, and that goes into my next point with trust. I think trust is invaluable both ways. I like when a company trusts me and I like being able to trust the company that they will say and do the things that they have committed to in the contract. And I also like it when the company has an understanding of what they're looking for. And so we don't have to go through a lot of rounds of edits because it's been clear from the beginning what sort of copy or video or creative they're looking for so that we don't spend a lot of time going back and forth with creative efforts. And then the very last thing I would say is I love it when a company is kind. I know that there are times when a company needs a rush order and that's totally fine, but there are some times that a creator may need an extra day or two if they have an emergency that comes along and that is so appreciated too. So thank you so much for having me and I hope to work with many of you in the future. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 
Oh, that was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to Because I Can podcast. If you haven't already downloaded the Because I Can bundle, then head over to allisonjprince.com forward slash bundle. The only place you can get access to your personalized bundle. So head over there now and download it. I look forward to you joining next time on the Because I Can podcast. We'll see you then.